This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobber, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration and the author of The Remarkable Effect. I'm creating a tribe of tech entrepreneurs that are on a mission to do something big and meaningful. I invite you to join the tribe as well, especially if you want to create change that matters and put your software business on momentum that you're proud of. The goal that I have with this podcast is twofold. Firstly, to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. The guest on my podcast today is Sebastian van der Lans, founder and CEO of WordProof. So even though the internet has brought us so many great things, it has a deep-rooted issue, and that's with its trustworthiness. And therefore, all sorts of obnoxious human behavior like theft and manipulation and fraud, normally in society we have systems in place to make sure that those obnoxious behaviors don't thrive. But on the internet, trust simply isn't part of the internet's DNA. And that goes back to society. So what we say is, hey, to save the world, we need to fix the internet. We need to make trust part of the internet's DNA. That's what we aim for. And WordProof is a timestamping tool to achieve the mission of the trusted web. And in a few years from now, if you don't, don't timestamp your information, you'll be considered a fraud. What are you hiding? This is Sebastian. He's got a heart for open source. In 2006, he co-founded Amsterdam's first WordPress agency, Vanons which is a leading digital agency now, serving over 100 million page views a year. Sebastian has a strong passion for improving the playing fields of publishing, SEO and e-commerce. In 2019, Sebastian founded WordProof, with which he's on a mission to restoring trust on the internet. And this inspired me, and hence I invited Sebastian to my podcast. We explore what is underpinning the fact the internet is broken when it comes to trust, and how this is underpinning our progress. We also address how to get a movement going in a situation that is characterized by multiple chicken and egg dilemmas. And finally, we discuss the mindset and the approach that are required to achieve results that have a remarkable impact for everyone around us around the globe. By listening to this podcast, you will learn four things. Firstly, that just because technology isn't scalable or mature enough is no reason not to embrace it. Secondly, how to solve a business model challenge where the audience that benefits most from this is not the one that will pay for it. Thirdly, why it requires to declare war on a specific problem to create solutions that are remarkable. And fourthly, why spending a thousand hours on a one-minute pitch pays off. Hi Sebastian, thank you for making the time today and be a guest on my podcast. Hey Don, a pleasure to be with you and yeah, looking forward to chatting together. Yeah, we're going to definitely do that. We're going to talk about your company, WordProof. And 
Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing the story about it and the big idea behind it. Before we start, I'm always asking this this question, like what defines you? If you would have to describe yourself in two or three words as a person or an entrepreneur, what words would that, would come out of your mouth? Pooh, nerd. I'm a idealist, absolutely a family man. I wish I wish to have kids. We don't have to. But I, I was, yeah, I should have been married now. In September, we had our wedding planned. That will be next year. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have kids. So family man, nerd, and idealist. Nice. I haven't heard those words before. <laughs> so that's also good because then it's different. Which is yeah, one I mean, of the principles from the book. Exactly. That's remarkable. Exactly. So talking about your company, WordProof, I saw when I was doing my research that it was founded in December 2018. I'm always interested in the story behind it. So what's the big idea? Yeah. So even though the internet has brought us so many great things, it has a deep rooted issue and that's with its trustworthiness. It's quite obvious that it happened as the internet was built to connect computers with computers, but computers, they have no dreams. They don't care about power or self-enrichment as they have no egos, but we as humans, we do. And therefore all sorts of Obnoxious human behavior like theft and manipulation and fraud. Normally in society, we have systems in place to make sure that those obnoxious behaviors don't thrive. But on the internet, trust simply isn't part of the internet's DNA. And that goes back to society. So what we say is, hey, to save the world, we need to fix the internet. We need to make trust part of the internet's DNA. And trust arises from two building blocks. A, it's transparency, and B, it's accountability. So for all information that matters, you want to have transparency. How did it change over time? And accountability, a sender who takes accountability. And luckily, there's a building block, an open source building block, which is blockchain timestamps, which offers exactly those two things, the transparency and accountability in an open source way. And if we bring timestamping, as a default for all content that matters, so that could be news, that could be terms and conditions, could be government information, then we have a whole different internet. The internet becomes trusted web, where what I read is real and I can verify who wrote it, what I create is mine and I have to prove, and in disputes, I have leverage, I am protected. So in that way, we make from the internet a place where search engines and social media are a place you can trust and yeah, the internet becomes the trusted web. That's what we aim for. And WordProof is a timestamping tool to achieve the mission of the trusted web. And in a few years from now, if you don't, don't timestamp your information, you'll be considered a fraud. What are you hiding? So yeah, to save the world, we need to fix the internet. And through timestamps, we can do that. Very interesting the way you pitch this. And the passion behind it is infectious, so to say. I love it. Yeah, I mean... I agree with you, but the fact is at the end, you never think about it that way. You just believe that what you see there is true. Yeah. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. And, and sometimes so think- we take for granted that, yeah, the internet is a dangerous place, right? Or people can copy my content. You can say, hey, we take that for granted, but there is a solution. And that's, there's so much research on how the internet is broken or banks are spending tens of millions to make sure that their customers don't get uh, spoofed or uh, fished or whatever. But we shouldn't take it for granted. There are solutions. And that's the the nice thing of my job and of the the mission we're on. It's not only about 
how broken it is, but it's about solutions to fix it. Completely agree. Yeah, well, step by step doing something about it. So, yeah, you mentioned already a couple of things that, that how the world will change if this is uh, available. I completely agree with that as well. It just makes, it takes a number of things away and, and, it, and it opens for, yeah, for taking things to the next level. So yeah, what sparked the idea? What was the moment in your, in your career or kind of, what were you doing at the moment where you thought, okay, enough is enough. Let's do something <laughs> about it. Before I did WordProof, I founded one of the first WordPress agencies in the Netherlands. So we did that okay. in 2006 with the two of us, Robert and I, the founders. And what we learned really early on, I was 18 when we started the agency, is WordPress is open source software and it's as inclusive as could be. And everybody can use it for free and adopt it and change it. And what I learned really early on in my career is that open source software plus a community is able to make a market leader. WordPress has empowered 39% of the internet. And how do you compete with software with hundreds of thousands of ambassadors, the people working on it? You simply can't. So that's what I learned really early on in life. And almost everything we know at the agency, we gave it away for free. I had a big wish to contribute something to the open source space. And we were searching, okay, what can we do that goes further than just, just organizing a conference and just contributing to WordPress? And then the GDPR came. GDPR was the data protection law. Okay. And I always start my talks with, who likes GDPR? <laughs> and then everybody no says, boo, no, I don't like it. But I was one of the few who liked GDPR. The execution was terrible, but the intention behind it to make the internet a better place is a wonderful intention. We as an agency, we had to wish, it was 2017 by then, to make something open source that makes sense, that people want to use. And then we thought, okay, GDPR is there. Everybody hates it. Nobody wants to invest in it. Let's make a GDPR plugin for free, no business model, open source. And by then, like every agency, we had a recruitment problem with finding good developers. But if you have open source solutions in your portfolio with big adoption, you're a really nice place to work for developers as it's a kind of a public resume. So we made GDPR tools, the GDPR compliance plugin, making most tools for free. Everything that you can fix with tools were available for free there. And after a few weeks, 10,000 downloads. Few weeks later, 100,000 downloads. Today, 2 million downloads and are almost 2 million downloads and over 200,000 sites using it, protecting tens of millions of Europeans. And that's what sparked my interest on plugin building and making the internet a better place. Since 2013, I bought some Bitcoin, played around with it, did some smart contract development in 2013. And I thought, okay, how can I? combine my WordPress, my love for WordPress with what I learned with blockchain is that you can bring the principles from the open source ecosystem further than just publishing because you can do value, transmission, everything. Yeah. Through blockchain, you can democratize all other aspects of doing business, of doing content, doing government. So that's why I thought, okay, can I combine WordPress and blockchain? And that's where the idea of WordProof was born. And then my co-founder, who's really great, he has a great track record in both tech as a politician and inclusivity and diversity. 
and we thought he said there's a competition by the European Commission. It's blockchains for social good. How can you through blockchain make the world a better place? So 176 participants from over 40 countries. We thought, yeah. okay, let's go for it, and we won that competition with 29 and a half out of 30 points by the European Commission. So that's wow. where we got the validation that Europe is. The yeah, the continent that gives the most about a trustworthy internet. Europe rewarded us with the one million in cash and recognition of being, yeah, a thing that makes sense to improve the internet. So that's the journey. That's where we are today. Fascinating story as well. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, just kind of go through that whole, well, to continue on that journey. And I mean, you know, I, I wrote a book about how to create a software business that's remarkable and it starts at the end also with having a remarkable product. So from a product strategy perspective or from a choice perspective, what did you do to the product to make it stand out, to give it the differentiation value? There was nobody else doing this. So in a way, people tried it, but people have heard of, most people have heard of Bitcoin. Bitcoin was in 2009, white paper, changing the world monetary system. It's the first engineered monetary network. But no. Blockchain was invented 30 years ago for the use case of timestamping documents for proving the integrity of information. It's like you make a unique fingerprint of information, you put that in a blockchain transaction, and from that moment you can prove that the information existed at that specific moment in time. And blockchain was invented for that. And that's what we bring to every content management system to every web shop. And yeah, what I learned in my WordPress time is that usability is everything. Why is WordPress the biggest content management system in the world? Because they were the first one 10 years ago with a what you see is what you get editor. With the editorial flow as easy as Microsoft Word, you are able to publish on the internet. You didn't need a developer anymore to publish on the internet. By then sure. it was mind blowing. That's what our product differentiates. You can really set it up in five minutes. And for blockchain, that's special. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, one of my customers is yeah, heavily invested in, in the blockchain. It's a blockchain development application platform. So I have plenty of time learning about that. And I agree. It's not something that you set up quite easily. And, that's, and blockchain um, is super hard. And the thing with blockchain is 80% of the use cases don't make sense. For timestamping information on the internet, that wasn't possible without blockchain. So, And that gives us good position that... All the people were a team of eight. Seven of them work for with eight open source software full-time for more than the half of their lives. So open source is in our DNA. Yeah, but it also is interesting to see that the blockchain was invented to timestamp documents and that it never took off until that moment came where the problem became so visible, like GDPR. It, yeah. it needed something like that to kind of start away from, from building. And it's, blockchain wasn't scalable enough, so it, I couldn't have done this five years ago. The technology simply wasn't far enough. Still now, we have so much education to do. So, for example, you have a website who places a timestamp, but what we want is a government who requires it for the information that matters. For example, terms and conditions, government information and news. 
news outlets, the import, but we need a consumer who says, hey, we demand this as it's- for the information. And then we work with search engines and social media. What we want is search engines and social media to reward transparency, to reward yeah. accountability. So it's a really holistic ecosystem. Yeah, and I mean that that's an interesting topic to build upon because what drives what? What drives what helps you to create your how do you say that? Yeah, the network effect, the tipping point. Is it that that demand from consumers? Is it that the requirement from government? It's sort of a chicken and the egg, right? It's really chicken and egg. And the hard thing with consumers, consumer trust is so low currently on both news and e-commerce and, for example, in the Ipsos. Ipsos research 2019 said 86% of, in this case, the Europeans, have fallen for fake news at least once. That's the people who know it from themselves. Then you have around one-third of the people on the internet who are regularly suspicious towards websites. Ooh, can I trust this? I really don't know. So consumer trust is broken, but... We take it for granted. That's what the same research said, because we don't know that there's a solution. And what I think, it's a chicken-egg thing. Governments to require it, that can go fast after, in a way, with the Blockchains for Social Good, we educated the European Commission. So there are many reports they're publishing covering WordProof and the mission of the Trusted Web. You had the Horizon program, which is the subsidized way for Yeah, the innovation program from Europe. There was Horizon 2020. That was all about privacy and data rights. That stopped this year. And the program for the coming years is called Horizon Europe. And trust in the internet is a key, a fundamental, a core part of the new subsidy program. So that's a great thing. So for governments, that will come. And it's logical that Europe will take a lead there. The thing is, with search engines, if we can make it work that transparency and accountability in an open source way will be part of their algorithms, then it can go really fast from the moment you know. If they say they do that, it can go really fast. The question is, will they? Luckily, there are some problems, for example, in search engines, and that's what every content creator knows. If you just change the date on a blog article, you will rank higher for a few days because... Search engines, in a way, they're incredibly smart, but they are not able to detect mini fraud like that. Through Uh timestamps, you can prove that you didn't tamper with your information. So that's one of the many search engine problems that you can solve with this open source technology. And one of the investors in WordProof and the Trusted Web is Yoast Falk. Everyone who uses WordPress knows about the Yoast SEO. That's the tool. It's Toast with a Y. 11 million sites use that tool to optimize their search, their pages for search engines. And he said, there's only one strategy in search engines to rank high consistently over 10 years. And that's just being the best result. Simple as that, being the highest quality result for the question asked. And in what was it, eight years ago, the question was, if I optimize my website for mobile, will I rank higher? The answer was yes, because it's a better user experience as it fits to your device. Then three, four years ago, the question was, if I have HTTPS SSL certificate in place, do I rank higher? Of course, because it's a higher quality, more secure result. So the next question is, if I have transparency and accountability in an open source way, is that a higher quality result? 
Probably the answer is yes. We'll see. <laughs> no, I so mean, that's, the, I'm always interested or fascinated by like what drives what. And I mean, sometimes, of course, you need a stick. And otherwise, sometimes you need a carrot. And the question at the end is, for example, for a business, will I be perceived in a different way? What will I do to my brand if I can communicate consistently that, that what we communicate is trusted, transparent? Yeah. So that's, uh, for, to give an example, how does it work? How do you get Google? How do you get DuckDuckGo? How do you get Bing to adopt timestamps? Firstly, you need to make sure that timestamps are part of the language that search engines talk. There you have schema.org. That's a way to structure your data in a way that search engines can read it. So with the people at Yoast, we made timestamps part of schema.org. That's a political game, but if anyone in the world is able to do that, it's the people around Yoast. So that's what we're working on with all the people from the Web W3 consortium involved. So that's really cool. Yeah. Then you need adoption to say, hey, so for example, in the Netherlands, you have the Pers Group and NRC Media House. Those are two of the biggest yeah, publishers. Sure. Both of them use WordProof currently. Pers Group on one title, NRC starts this week, which is very exciting. Together, through in that way, we have more than 1 million timestamps in the coming two weeks. And we can go to Google and say, hey, Google, look, we've made it part of the language that you as a search engine read. We have 1 million timestamps. Keep an eye on us. And they say, hey, super interesting. And then say, I'll call you when we have 10 million and I'll call you again when we have 100 million. It's a chicken egg thing. Yeah. But by just talking with them, by showing that we have the muscles to get those millions of timestamps, that's how oh, yeah. you do it. It's a political and slow process, but it's bringing integrity by design and it solves problems that they face today. That's true. Yeah. It's an interesting thing because, I mean, the, the problem is so recognized. And the question at the end is whether people just, like, they, they live it and they just maybe even have, they get complacent around it. Yeah, it's the case, you know? It always fascinates me. That's why my book is called The Remarkable Effect. Like, how, do you can, how can you create a desire? How can you get people to talk about it so that it starts spreading for you? Interesting case to solve. What we learned is because when we started talking about timestamping, all we're talking of us is, oh, it's a copyright tool. You can bring it to a notary. And if there's a dispute, you can. And it, that's one of the applications, but it's not a, a sympathetic user case. And True. then we thought, okay, no, no, governments need to do it first. And then I came up together with Yoast with the search engine ID. Because a government with the GDPR, they say, you must do this. And that's, people don't like like it when someone says you must do this then we sure. thought okay but we can make a rewarding system together with the search engines yeah, and sure. that's a positive thing everybody wants to rank higher and if you can in a way the more transparency you show the higher you rank the more accountability sure. you take the higher you rank it's really making the internet human as normally if i put my reputation on the line in the offline world yeah, then people trust me, are tending to trust me. If I'm transparent in a normal world, people tend to trust me more. So what True. we do is bringing the good stuff from offline, making it fundamental in the online world. Yeah, that's true. Making it human. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the problems will go away because people realize, hey, wait a minute, this is what is at stake. And that's, for example, a logical next question could be, how do you fight misinformation in this way? And how we educate the regulators is that we say, 
you have information and all information must be able to spread online. At least you must be able to publish it online. If you look at misinformation, the problem isn't that it's published online. The problem is how far it reaches. Sometimes yes. just an opinion reaches very far because there are no systems in place to limit that. What you can say, that's how we educate social media platforms, is that we say, the more reputation you put on the line, the further information can spread. So you have a timestamp without identity, and then you have a timestamp with a government identity, and then you have some steps in between. For example, LinkedIn, probably it's a person when it's a LinkedIn account that exists for an X amount of years. Then you have Twitter. It's an identity, but you can have multiple Twitter accounts. So no identity to a full-fledged government and everything in between. And what you can say then is you can put the information on the internet and then it can spread with your friends. If you put a bit of reputation, it's your friends and friends. But if you put enough of reputation, you can go viral with the information. So you always have the freedom of speech, but only when you put your reputation online, you get freedom of reach. Let me make a small interruption here. Sebastian just illustrated the fundamental power behind their idea. It's not to stop people from publishing, but to introduce a fair concept to how far something published can spread. It's a concept that has only winners. Obnoxious behavior will be stopped and high value content will be rewarded. So they don't stop freedom of speech, but influence freedom of reach. And this is illustrative of a typical trait that defines remarkable software businesses. They create new value possibilities and do that in a way that's taking a radically different approach. You can master this trait as well. And to start, I'd recommend you to read or listen to my book, The Remarkable Effect. And if you are a tech entrepreneur and want to be surrounded by peers that are on a mission as well, so you can level up, explore new paths and sharpen your thinking, consider joining our tribe. Find out more by visiting valueinspiration.com. Back to the interview. I really like that. Yeah. That's, and for uh, example, what you can say then is fraud and advertising. People who are doing claiming the identity who they are not to set up scams. What you can do is saying, hey, everybody can make a post or advertising, but or to before you can advertise, before you can scale up or amplify the message, the people in the video must be recognized and timestamped. They must give their approval for being in that video, being amplified. And in that way, lots, lots of obnoxious behaviors that are happening on the internet today True. can be just got out. Easy as that. Yeah. It's going to be a fun future. I think so. so. I mean, I admire you for yeah, kind of addressing such a big problem and kind of attacking it. What has been the biggest obstacle so far that you had to overcome? The hard thing is that... The business model in WordProof. So I really see WordProof as an instrument in Trusted Web. The hardest thing there is that the biggest benefits are for the consumer. We improve their lives. But we want the sites and the shops to pay for the timestamps. So it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to... Monetize. The, the one, yeah, the one who needs to pay, at least how we thought of it, isn't the one who has the first benefit. And then we have the chicken egg thing with the search engines. So big publishers say, oh, call me when the search engines are rewarding it, then we do it. (laughs) But yeah, we need adoption before the search engines will say out loud that they do it. But luckily, we have some investors and some cash to break that chicken egg problem. But 
it's one of the things. Everybody who knows, learns about timestamps thinks it's super cool, but nobody knows what a timestamp is. That's where we started the Trusted Web, which will be a foundation soon, the Trusted Web Foundation, to educate on the power of timestamp. Educating big tech, educating regulators, educating publishers, educating the e-commerce world, educating the consumer. That education is needed. Really, the category creation trusted web is needed to embed the benefits of timestamps in society. Yeah, I can understand the issue and like who's paying for what. I mean, it reminds me of one of the podcasts that I recently did with Sana who also have a storyline I mean, they're in the e-commerce world and they build a product inside ERP for the reason of non-duplication. And as a consequence, ensuring that everyone that reaches their e-commerce site understands and knows that what is on there is true. It's hundred percent correct, transparent products are available. Prices are correct. I mean, it's because it's one is one. Yeah. And that's the problem with the e-commerce world because these things are often disconnected. And there's a synchronization issue. At the end, what their customers buy it for is to raise their level of trust and to build these long-term relationships. So potentially there's, there's still something in that market to kind of go for your early adopters to really help those companies that, that are all about long-term relationship and trust to embrace it first and to become the kind of the first movers. But then you have to, of course, have a, a, a lot of customers going for that, going for the other channels that you were talking about is maybe the easier route or another route but a different route at the end it needs so it needs a holistic approach it needs a it holistic is, yeah. approach yeah exactly because and that's what it, makes it, it fun because yeah it's really rare to find a team with a policymaker with a big tech guy with a open source background with a yeah. so that's and for example in the commercial process as well we work in the WordPress space for 14 years. So we know the hosting companies with them, we can educate their millions of customers. And it's a big holistic play. We have a lot of educational, we have the WordProof Academy, a lot of educational content, but we luckily people get the mission and everybody wants to distribute the educational materials for free. And we're not alone on the mission. And that's so amazing on open source ecosystems that once you get the messaging right and you can build a community quickly, and that's what we're yeah. seeing. It's taking off, not for the commercial benefit, but for a better society thing. And that's really that, when I say, yeah. yeah, when I say to save the world, we need to fix the internet. I mean that from every part of my body. And the it. open source people, they know that it is possible. Everybody can use WordPress, for example. You don't need to be rich to use it. And that's amazing. It equals the opportunities around the globe. Yeah, that's completely agree. I completely agree with that. And that drive behind open source is hard to compete with once, once that, that the wheel is in motion. Yeah, completely agree. So what you're doing at the end is just doing similar things as WordPress. You're building a, a community around WordProof. Yeah, but what you see, open source communities can be tribal. So you have... Yep. For example, in Linux, you have a lot of different distributions and what they're kind of fighting with each other. You see that in the blockchain space as well. My yeah. project is better than your project, especially yeah. in the blockchain space because there's financial incentives. What we do is integrating, for example, in the coming weeks, we launch a Shopify integration as well. Shopify is closed source, but I love Shopify. We're integrating with Drupal. We just onboarded the NRC, the big newspaper in the Netherlands. They use our API because they work on a custom system. And we want to be available everywhere. And it's more about the principles of open source 
than about being WordPress. But what WordPress did really great is they have the WordPress community and WordPress.org where you can download all the software. And then you have Automatic, which is a commercial entity. Salesforce just bought 10% of Automatic for 300 million. So it's a 3 billion company valuation for Automatic. So it's the playing between the community and a commercial entity both need each other for the adoption and to make speed because a lot of open source communities aren't able to get up to speed and stay up to speed. And I think those two need each other. And that's why we have WordProof and the Trusted Web Foundation. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that as well. At the end, you know, someone needs to pay the bills. And that's, of course, where these open source companies create a commercial between air quotes versions of it. Because, for example, in the enterprise world, you need to have a number to call. You know, yeah. what, what if things go down? Interesting. So, I mean, another question that I love to ask you, like, what has been your biggest business regret? What would you do different next time if you would yeah, have to approach it again? In WordProof or in life? So let's start with WordProof. Let's start with life, if that's okay for you. That's fine with me as well. I was lazy years ago. I was always, I run the agency. I did that 10 years, 100 hours a week. And then one of my best friends got a brain, not tumor, but got really sick. And then we thought, okay, there's more in life than just working. And I need to, yeah. So we took some time off and I started working two days a week instead of seven and I thought, okay, it's okay. The agency runs. We have 20 amazing people making wonderful stuff. This is my life. There's enough business for the rest of my life around the agency in Amsterdam. So this is it. This is my business life. But then one year it was okay. Two years it was okay. I wrote a book, did a lot of meditation. And then the third year I was so obsessed with blockchain. I thought, how can I sit here on the bank not doing anything good for the world? And then I thought, okay, but if I need to do something for the world, I need to overcome my biggest fear. And that's talking English, or it's not a fear, but the thing I was afraid of. And I thought, okay, there's a WordPress conference, a worldwide WordPress conference. I will submit a talk on blockchain and WordPress and how the future will be 100% open source. So I submitted that talk for the conference in Berlin was that. And I thought, okay, shit, if they approve me, I need to talk English. So then I started to do English courses. And from that course, I, halfway that course, I learned that they, they said, hey, we programmed you and not in a small room, but on main stage for 2,500 people because it was a community talk about making a better world. I think it was the right choice for it aligns with their values and my life lesson my regret would be i had to learn english 10 years before that instead of now by accident but yeah there's always a moment to start and as, you, as yeah. long as you, you start it's also what my motto is start see where it ends and I mean, don't regret my- at the end don't regret well having to say i wish i'd done it I mean, I moved to Spain with my family 12 years ago. Amazing. I mean, that was, that was a time and we just did it. And we also came with the realization, okay, if it doesn't work out, if any one of us doesn't like it, we go back. It's not failure. We just learned a lot. And I think, yeah, that brings you so much. And for me, the, because for me, the most important thing after starting is don't stop. <laughs> And people who know me, I just had a friend over. All my friends asked me for advice because I'm rude. If there's something I want to achieve, there's no stopping. So for example, I have a few investors I want to onboard in a company. 
I'm pretty sure in one year that two of the three will be investors in the company because by heart, I know that it's best for them and for us to have them on board for the mission. Yeah. So there's no option of not making that work. Exactly. <laughs> persistence. That could be another one to add to it. I mean, you're talking about nerd and idealist, but the persistence could maybe be another one you could add to it. I'm a terrible so, manager. So for example, I'm persistent, but my wish is persistence. I'm, I'm not a good manager, for example. So I'm here at my office because there's nobody here. Otherwise, I would have been at home. So, But luckily, we work with a team. Everyone in the team of eight was an entrepreneur, independent entrepreneur, before they joined the WordProof team. And I really love to work with entrepreneurs as they don't need and want to be managed. So that's yeah. the only way why we survive. <laughs> You can't have it all, you know, and that's what I say. You kind of surround yourself with people that are possibly better than you. And not, not. I mean, if you would only have had managers in your company, you wouldn't have come this far. So we have none, but we start to get at a point where we need one. Yeah, exactly. That's where scale comes in. So what are you most proud of achieving so far? That I can use my time to really, really make this world a better place for my parents and my future kids. Sounds cliche, but I really feel that I'm not me, but we as a community and with all the people involved, people from the best companies in the world contribute their time for Trusted Web and WordProof for free because they get the idea and that I can spend my time in really making this world a better place in contributing there, in educating the regulators, educating search engines, educating consumers. That's a dream. If you told me that three years ago that I would spend 80, 100 hours a week in improving this world, I would say, oh, I wish I, I could do that. But now I can absolutely say straight in camera that I do. And I'm proud of that. And the people around me are doing so. And that's not because of me, but that's because of the big thing we're on together with all of us, the invention of blockchain 30 years ago. It's because everyone is contributing. It's really open source at full force. And yeah, that would be the answer. Yeah, you get a, I mean, if you look at my book, you look at the cover, you see a wave. And because, well, the whole, the whole story in the book is about my journey towards Nazare, the, the big wave place and the 25 meter waves. But at the end, there's, of course, this analogy towards when everything comes together, when all the forces join, and you build that incredible wave behind you, step by step, you'll get there. And, and everyone can do that. And it's just the persistence again that will help you get there. And of course, a little bit of luck sometimes, but don't count on that. So talking about my book and speaking with entrepreneurs like you, which I love, what do you believe are traits that you need to have to build a, a company that builds a legacy that people keep talking about? Ooh, you must declare war on a specific problem. So yeah, A, you, you must not... You you must really, really... So, for example, Trusted Web is about declaring war to fraud and manipulation and theft on the internet. If you don't have war at the base, if there's not a problem, it's not remarkable. The solution won't be remarkable. WordProof, the timestamping tool, is just a vehicle to achieve that Trusted Web. Trusted Web is about the problem space. Timestamping is a way to solve it in an open source way. Oh, you can do that with WordProof. But yeah, it's not about the product. It's really about the big idea, the regulators require, the big tech reward, the publisher and the e-commerce platform doing it and being rewarded by being early, the consumer demanding it. It's really the holistic play. So be a movement. So glad you say that. It's chapter 
nine of my book, Remarkable Software Companies Sell the Idea, Not the Product. And that's exactly what you're doing here. You know, it's not about the, the, the stamping, the features. It, it, it's the result of, the, of, of what it creates. And that's what people will love, will talk about and will buy. And it's Very really, really hard to, I, I have the story with, although the internet has brought us so much, it has a deep-rooted issue with the computers and making the internet human, writing that one-minute pitch took me 1,000 hours. So optimizing it all the time, all the time, all the time. But it's worth it. You need to, if you can articulate the problem well, people trust you in being able to say something useful about solutions. So don't skip the problem. No, that's where it all starts at the end. I had to learn that the hard way, by the yeah, way, I mean, because I'm a developer. Yeah, it's so easily forgotten. And we start seeing the features and we start seeing the technology and it's so cool. And we end up with a solution looking for a problem where we need to do it exactly the other way around. Because otherwise the rest of the world will say, nice, but who cares? Absolutely. So based on the key lessons learned on your journey of being an entrepreneur, like what, what advice would you give people that aspire to be a CEO or that, that aspire to take their company to the next level again? Yeah, start with not aspiring to be the CEO. <laughs> I think that's CEOs are managers. So I'm still the CEO of WordProof, but I wish to be, and that will happen in the coming months, the chairman of the Trusted Web Foundation. That's where my vision comes alive. So don't be a CEO. That's one. <laughs> Everybody who's not a CEO wants to be a CEO, but everyone who is a CEO, most of them don't want to be. And yeah. don't stop. Don't stop. It's just picture the result. Picture for me, I live, if I close my eyes, I'm in a world where the consumer says, what are you hiding if you don't timestamp? You must know what your point of, you must envision what the world must be in a few years from now. And I get emails every week from people saying, you're on a, absolutely on a mission impossible. But if someone is going to do this, it's you and the people around you. And that's what you want to hear. So yeah. make it really clear what the end goal is. And in our case, it's a trusted web, a trustworthy internet for my kids, for my parents, for, for, for all, all must feel safe on the internet, on social media, on search engines, envision the goal. And yeah, don't stop until it's done. Yeah. I mean, I can only say kudos and that's, I love that advice. It's so true. It's so true. And it goes back again to having the problems so, so clear in front of you. And that's for, well, in many cases, it's so hard to, to start with. Because the problem is not defined clear enough. That's where it can and, go wrong tremendously. And so then the second, always as an entrepreneur, I thought, oh, I need to do it without the government, blah, blah. But what I learned, and that was from my co-founder, Frank, he's really into the politics and he loves that game. And to make something really big, you need to involve everyone, the consumer. You need to, what, what, what role can the regulator play here? What, it must be holistic to make big ideas work. So look at the government as someone to work with instead of not working with them. That, that was really an insight in the WordProof company for me. Yeah, I mean, I spoke to the CEO or to the, no, to the founder at the end, one of the founders of a company called Daga in Sweden. She is Dutch, by the way. Claudia, Claudia Rademacher, and she said something similar. And the reason why their product took off is because they embraced their toughest user, the people that were going to go against it all the way and were going to be so difficult. They won their hearts and it took off. Yeah. So again, that's, that's, I think 
something that you're saying here as well with different words. And it's so true because at the end, your proof is going to be once you face your biggest critics and they say, I love this. So what is next for you? What is, well, maybe we talked about your greatest aspiration, but where do you want to be in, let's say, 12 months? In 12 months, we have over 10 million timestamps, maybe between 10 and 100 million. We have the first search engine who said we will use the timestamps. I think Google already does by then, but they are not publicly saying it, but a smaller search engine is saying that they do. We have some compelling e-commerce cases. We have the Trusted Web Foundation, which is... And two governments are using it. Nice. I mean, very clear also. It's pretty measurable. And in, in really in five years from now, and that's one of my favorite quotes from Brandon Bloomer, it is, in, in a few years from now, if you don't timestamp, you'd be considered a fraud. What are you hiding? So that's really why we built a trusted web, to embed that in society. Wow. If you walk on the streets and looking at the phone of someone else and you're showing someone something and people say that, big accomplishment. I haven't asked that question a long time. Like, what is your biggest ask? How can it, well, the people that listen to this podcast help you? Yeah, it's easy. If you have news and you're a bit of suspicious, for example, on a news outlet, often there's sense, last edited three hours ago. You could say, wow, that's transparent. Thanks for sharing it. But you could also do the opposite. What was there four hours ago that I'm not allowed to see anymore? Uh -huh. If you're suspicious or eager to know, send them an email and ask them, hey, what was there before? Because probably it's the most interesting part of the article. So ask if you're eager and say, hey, the trusted web is about bringing transparency and accountability. And guess what? Search engines will reward. So if they're eager, if they're suspicious, not only in a bad way, but also in a good way, send them an email, send the news outlet an email and link them with the trusted web. Very good. So where can people go to find out more about your company, WordProof? or to connect with you and say hi. Yeah, so on LinkedIn, I'm Sebastian van der Lans, as Dutch as could be. Wordproof.com, there you find the product for, if you're using WordPress or Shopify, you can really set it up in five minutes. It's a five minute job. For the movement, it's thetrustedweb.org. And yeah, you find everything there and lots of education all for free. And yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear your ideas and building a trusted web together. Fascinating. Thank you very much for your time today, Sebastian. It Thanks was, for having uh, me, Tom. It was eye-opening. I love those interviews. This is why I started the podcast and why I will keep doing it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Good luck with the mission and I'll keep an eye on you. Perfect. And thanks for making this important work. It's amazing what you did with the book and the podcast. Keep, all, keep up the great work. Thank you. And this ends my conversation with Sebastian. I hope you enjoyed it. And if so, please leave a review on iTunes. And if it inspired you, please share it with other tech entrepreneurs on the mission that you have in your network. Other than that, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Sebastian van der Lans founder and CEO of WordProof. As said, the goal that I have in this podcast is twofold. Firstly, to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. Before I close, I have two more comments to make. If you know other tech entrepreneurs on a mission that have a story worth sharing, please send me an email at ton.dobby 
at valueinspiration.com. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas. And that starts with you. And if you want to know more about my book, or you're interested in joining the Remarkable Effect tribe, please visit my website at www.valueinspiration.com. Thanks for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast on iTunes or provide me with your feedback directly. I'll see you shortly on a new episode. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.